Tuesday night this time again we can't pick a date <laughs> but uh, Champions League back on we just saw Barcelona put on a bit of a masterclass or was it just a standard victory for Barcelona comfortable 2-0 in yeah kind of what we expected first half was kind of pretty even second half Barcelona showed their class Arsenal got a bit tired spaces opened up and Arsenal left 16 <laughs> the usual that's it I suppose we all, we all wish we had a team in there though I suppose yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all had uh, players from our team that we are... did. We only had a chat about that. Yeah. yeah, what if only we had players that were still there? Sadly, uh, players that have gone on to better things. I guess. Yeah, win more and just bigger and better things. I wouldn't say better. I'd say different things. <laughs> if winning is your thing, then yeah. sure. Do you have Emirates Stadium or Shrewsbury? I don't know. <laughs> it's much much. Um, before we jump into that show, before we do the question a lot. I want to ask, and um, I've already briefly talked to you about this, Chris, but Stephen, what happened with your car on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to mention names, but somebody drove the car into a ditch, um, and then we had trouble getting it out of the ditch. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that anyway. <laughs> um, so, for the question of the week, as we saw, Arsenal are playing Barcelona tonight. Um they played the 2006 Champions League final. So, because I've kind of heady as now, name the three goal scorers that night. A point for each goal scorer. And and each one you don't get, I get a point. Sounds like you're making Sorry, this what? up as you go along. Do you get a point no, no. if we don't score all three? No, no, no. Not if you don't get all three. We get a point for each one. Yes, yeah, so if you get two right, you get two points and I'll get one. Because you got one wrong. Okay. Yeah? That's fair. But if between the two of us we get all three rights, you get no points. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I've gone ahead of you, so I need to let you kind of catch up. Well, when you're... Can we do teamwork to get one and a half points? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best thing to do. I'll happily sit them with you, Chris. Now, this is going to have to be, you just have to tell me first, and just, I'll the person can Will we whisper it in your ear? Yeah, so no one can hear it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll work brilliantly in, in this format. Anyway, so it was... Uh, We'll start two United fans here. We'll start with United, but uh, losing in Denmark last week, finding their level and beating Shrewsbury, uh, and now have to face the Danish champions. Don't I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name, Stephen. You probably can do it. You're smart. Michelin, I imagine, or Michelin. Michelin. Uh, again, similar to the tires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair Michelin. enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so playing them again on Thursday night. Um, I suppose briefly looking back, an embarrassing two-one loss in Denmark. Yeah, so if you consider it's a team who said Hampton knocked out in the earlier mm-hmm. rounds. Southampton didn't knock them out. They're still in the competition. They knocked Southampton out. <laughs> <laughs> you get how this works, Stephen. <laughs> I added it for them. <laughs> no, no, it has to stay in, mate. Mine stayed in last time. <laughs> it's the only way you learn. This is why you choose to edit, because you leave all your super comments out. Um, I don't think Southampton is really... <laughs> Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Solid research this week. Yeah, so yeah, for some reason. Your wife right. should look into this. The sides <laughs> that have been knocked out are still turning up to play. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, they're obviously a very good team. They knocked out Hampton out of the Europa League in the season. Um, only caught the highlights, unfortunately. They were hadn't played for two months. Yeah, that, that's, the, that's the embarrassing thing. Is that? I think that's Kiev, the embarrassing side, is it? No, but then Kiev were in a similar scenario and the briefing in the Champions League last week. You expect some kind of... I know they're up against my knives. They're going to raise their game. But like you said, the first game of, of their season, pretty much, this shouldn't happen to them. Like United, I know we've had a couple of bad results over the last few years. This is up there with them. Because even that one, it's 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 your opening last 32. There's some good teams in there. But, but just before the game, or 
a few days before the game, Van Gaal turns around and says, "This is we have to win the Europa League to get into the Champions League," and they put in a performance like that. Yeah, no, they, yeah. there is no defending it. As in, it was a one-off blip where you got all right. They've been superb in the league in the FA Cup, and then this was just a one-off night in a foreign country in Europe. It can happen, but exotic Denmark. Exactly, it, it's been happening all season. They're putting in two or three good performances and then two or three bad performances and then just when they're turning a corner they do an incredibly bad performance and then just when you think they're continuously awful they'll do what they did against Stoke last month did you hear about this whole law of Murphy according to Van Gaal brilliant yeah (laughs) what can go wrong what can go wrong did you see him uh, attack himself with the pen (laughs) then on the last (laughs) night that's the law of Murphy that's definitely the law of Murphy (laughs) but he turns around after after the game and says that uh, the loss of De Gea like was huge and, that, and that's one of the reasons why they lost. But like the save from he made a great save. Romero, I think Romero he, but he, 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 he did. He probably should have done better with the goals. I still, I still the think goal. I still think it could have been four or five. If it wasn't for him as well. The thing he's a very good keeper. He's not someone you want to be starting forty five games a season for your team. But when it comes to second choice keepers, they're gonna have something wrong with their game. Yeah. That's why they're it's second, second keepers. choice keeper. Yeah. Oh, unless you're Barcelona which as we saw tonight when you have two uh, one world class goalkeeper two they don't need a world class goalkeeper they just need two good keepers yeah but they they bought their stake anyway who is a world class keeper I think um, his save today was oh, incredible yeah. from Giroud yeah. that isn't the first time he's made incredible saves he's, he's a superb goalkeeper it's something I'm surprised Liverpool haven't uh, maybe well apparently haven't. we have tried to get him but yeah that's uh, they obviously know how good he is so they're not Willing to let him go on the cheap. Of course they do, but realistically, if you're talking about spending not 30 million... go to a competitor, though. No, well, we're certainly not going to be a competitor at the moment. <laughs> thing, are you, you would spend 30 million on a world-class striker. You have... Or but, I mean, what, what are Barcelona going to do with 25 million? They're going to have to pretty much buy another one, of that le- another keeper of that level. Because they've, like, they've, if he's happy, I don't know if he is, they've got two great keepers. Well, they're they're, they're, they're going to want someone as a similar level, so they're going to be reinvesting all the money anyway. I don't. It doesn't make sense for them unless they get a, a really big offer. And the way we've been handing out transfer fees, that doesn't look likely at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Um, yeah, it looks like De Gea could be back as well for the game on, on Thursday. But I suppose we played last night, I played Shrewsbury, um, a 3-0 win did and you see the game nice and easy it was, yeah. it was it was like anything less than that could have been like what's and going on as bad as the game was last Thursday it was only 2-1 you got the away goal you win 1-0 at home and you're through that's it's the not thing you would true. imagine them coming to Old Trafford we show you too much for them and it's like to think so 2-0 3-1 yeah the game made true so Mike Smalling with the first goal did you see it I don't scrappy scrappy yeah goal. <laughs> It's not possible to describe. He um he had he had acres of space. He kicked the ground in anger, and the ball somehow <laughs> trebled, trickled in. It's, I yeah, it was pure defender's finish. But um, and he scores some nice goals for us. To be fair, Lingard with the third one of them. L- Lingard with the third goes up. Standard goal, nice goal, Lingard. That's fifth United made this season already. Um, the second goal is the one I wanted to talk about though. Matt's free kick, offside. Yes or no? Glenn Hoddle was adamant. Yeah. that it shouldn't have been offside. Oh no, it, it shouldn't have been. Offside. He he's adamant it shouldn't have been. I th- I th- the keeper doesn't move so he's the ball's gone past him anyway but if they're not interfering they're in his eye line there's no way they're not it's a tough for me yeah Chris yeah totally agree yeah. and the rules were supposed to have been changed like interfering you're offside yeah. if there's even a doubt that he could uh, catch the keeper's eye line he was on Hargis yeah. who made the argument then on BT as well he was like the three of them are trying to run back onside, so clearly they know they're offside. Sure, it's the age-old thing. Like if you're not interfering with play, like you're not, you shouldn't be on the pitch. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you're yeah. in the box, you're distracting the keeper. I've heard for years that wasn't the law, but they've kind of tried to bring that around. That if you're interfering with the goalkeeper in any way, shape, or form, it should be offside. I think Bolton, Bolton standing, were one of the the modern day teams to try and do it. Where it with Sam Aldice kind of yeah. stand it like the in front of the keeper yeah. and then just run away from the the ball when the shot's yeah. taken get off the pitch nearly yeah <laughs> um, so you know I play on Thursday again uh, Chris do you think you know I can nick a 1-0 is that what you I, I wouldn't be putting money yeah. on it but if, <laughs> like, if I had to choose I would say you know it'll get the job done yeah. it probably won't be pretty but I think you had chances in that, that game as well yeah. like so did they on the counter attack but you've definitely got the Especially more quality players boosting 3-0 win as well Stephen I 
wouldn't be surprised if that if this is the thing. Like you can't say with any certainty they should have enough. It should be a two 0 or a three one, but I can I can see it being two 0 Michelin nicking that that away goal goes extra time and then who knows? We can't do that. It's down to the law of Murphy again. Created law of Murphy. Um, Spurs and Liverpool were both in action last week in Europe as well. Um, two draws. Chris, I know your bet of the week involves Liverpool winning the return leg as well. It, it did. Oh, it did. Right? Yeah. That's gone already now. We're playing for money back at this stage <laughs> after the Bayern yeah, capitulation against yeah. uh, Juve. Against Juve. You, you confident? How, how did you make, did you thought, make the game last week? I don't think it was a very good game. Very scrappy, but I thought we created the best chance by far to, to Daniel Sturridge. You said he didn't look match fit. No, he looked like a player who's been out for a long time. Um, just the runs he was making weren't right. It was just like he was over complicating things and trying too hard. Like he took a couple of shots on from about 30 yards out and just keep it simple, lay the ball off and try and get back into the box. Yeah. But he got one really good chance in the second half. It was put on a plate from about six yards out and he opens his body up, but he completely almost misses the ball entirely and just kind of. <laughs> Pretty much doesn't change direction, continues across the face of goal <laughs> instead of going towards it. He's actually still trying to assist someone, is he? <laughs> Maybe he was trying to do one of those Joe Allen. Joe no Allen, exactly, yes, yeah, exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> but uh, I was actually surprised he started the match, mm. um, considering he'd only, he started at the weekend prior to that against Villa. But he got minutes under the belt, I think he played around 75, 80 minutes, so... Hopefully with the week off now that we've had at the weekend, he'll be a little bit sharper and raring to go on Thursday. I think mm-hmm. now you're playing Thursday and Sunday? Thursday, Sunday. So, Which game is more important for his recovery? I know it's for, final, his, for his recovery? Yeah, in, I would say it's more important Thursday. As if we're if we're gonna, you could start him on Thursday. I think so. The bench on, on I think if we're, if we're going to make a serious run at getting back into the Champions League, it's probably going to have to be through the Europa League. So, As a Liverpool fan, which would you rather? Would you rather would you rather lose on Thursday and win on Sunday? It's not the trophy, or would you rather? No, I would want to stay in Europe. Stay in Europe. Yeah. So you'd rather take the win on Thursday and lose on Sunday. Yeah, if I had to choose between the at two, at the aim of the bigger trophy at the exactly. end. Exactly. No. obviously, if it was, if it was to win on Thursday and then go out in the next round, you'd rather win on <laughs> Sunday. Course, you, don't, yeah. you don't get you to see you that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can only offer you for the first. <laughs> thing. I can't offer you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, Spurs then as well. They drew and then got knocked out of the FA Cup then with Palace at the weekend. So not a. I suppose they played the second string squad. They did in play Euro. away from home, so I suppose they're in the driving seat in that one. They got the away goal. Oh, yeah. Away in Fiorentina. Yeah. Place to go. They, like you said, they got the away goal. They got the draw. They should have enough at home for Fiorentina, although. And losing to Palace in the FA Cup then. Well. Yeah, uh, I didn't think they're focusing mainly on the Premiership. Like they put out a second they did squad, rest a good few players yeah. for that game. I think at this stage now, knowing where they're in the league, two points off, they're still in Europe. They can battle on three fronts, especially one of those fronts is Europa League, because there's so many games. Mm-hmm. They still have to play nine games from they, now. They put or up from a, nine from the last thirty-two, just to get to make the final. Like that's a hell of a lot of games in three months, as well as the league. And potentially FA Cup. They had to go out of one of them. I think from their point of view, FA Cup was the one they sacrificed. Yeah. Yeah, I think prior to them going out of the FA Cup, they could have potentially faced the most matches in the running of the top four. Yeah. I think after that, then Arsenal overtook them, but it looks like that's going to be <laughs> yeah. reduced after tonight. <laughs> Leicester with a guaranteed minimum amount of games, so he got to factor that in if they if they are going to go for the title then maybe they do have to sacrifice then you have to look City what happened against Chelsea they've they've all got their priorities City have a favourable Champions League tie as well like they they would be favourites in that one against Kiev but they clearly don't think they they obviously can't now do it on all fronts no they gave up in the FA Cup because hopefully they'll give up on the League Cup on Sunday as well (laughs) (laughs) so yeah Chelsea had no problem brushing aside an unfamiliar city side as well. Yeah, um, I think there was a, what, what I got was there was six in that team. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's insane. Six teenagers in the city squad, with five of them making their full team debut. Yeah, so like throwaway. Yeah, like I'm surprised, oh, I'm surprised they did it away from home with Chelsea. My like regret that, is not back in Chelsea big time when I saw the teams come out. Yeah. Chelsea were evens or something like that. And yeah, City were three to one. That's what I did earlier in the season when Liverpool played Exeter. 
and didn't come in because their people got the equalizer but it's that kind of game where you can bet pretty cleverly where someone even even like someone like a palace or an everton who don't feel their full strength team can be turned over by lower opposition mm-hmm. yeah uh, did you see the piece on soccer am where they where like they sent a reporter i think it was laura woods the reporter sent her out to like to stanford bridge for the chelsea city game and asked a bunch of fans Sydney and Chelsea fans if they could name players from like the last generation of players and then like one guy could name any players and like, they, they're just taking the piss out of them they think uh, Chelsea was founded in 2003 something was it? like yeah. that yeah something like that but the thing is like these clubs have tried to get new fans because realistically they can't get old ones when, when you have a league and a sport established so long as, as the Premier League or not the Premier League but the, the English Football League is you can't gain new fans in, in your area you're only going to have do you not do it by like, the style of football you play? That's what, 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 what Roman Abramovich has tried to do. That, that's why City are bringing in Pep Guardiola. That's what they're trying to do. It's no, I think Leicester did it by style of football. They, they, they had no. The style of football helped them win. It's not to bring in the next generation of fans. It's That's why the Malaysian owners are doing everything they can to tailor towards the Malaysian market. The football is kind of almost secondary from their point of view behind sponsorship they're business, everything's a business like exactly the, like, the money is in is in Africans and Asians is in American Chinese market right all that sort of stuff because they're new fans China out. clearly has the money as we talked about last yeah, time yeah absolutely they may have Super so, Mario as well so in the not too distant future <laughs> <laughs> I think at some stage we have to start calling him Mario I think if he's averaging a goal a season he keeps the Super Mario tag <laughs> a trademark that soon you will <laughs> I think I've heard of a Super Mario somewhere before I'm not sure <laughs> obviously not as famous and as accomplished as clearly, clearly not clearly not although according to search, uh, Berlusconi he's more Italian than Tally well, I, I won't, I won't repeat uh, Berlusconi's much, other comments. Yeah. <laughs> spent too much time in the sun, yeah. apparently, which is oh. <laughs> only Berlusconi. Yeah, definitely. Back to the bunga bunga. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the quarterfinal draw in full then was made. So it's uh, United at home against West Ham, Everton at home with Chelsea, Reading at home against Palace, and then Arsenal or Hull at home to Watford. So looks like the Reading got a good enough draw. And possibly Hull if they can kind of overturn Arsenal back at home, have a decent draw as well. They finally get to play Arsenal at, on their grounds. Not on their grounds, they've had to do it in, in London every other time, haven't they? Yeah, twice at the Emirates, once at Wembley. Yeah. So, so get get them back home. Mind you, it'd be interesting if he rests his full team again. <laughs> yeah, I, I think now they can focus on the FA Cup this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know about Juicy, but as a United fan, I think it's been twelve years since we won the FA Cup, and I would love a cup run. Yeah, no, it, it's something, well, it's all we have now, first of all. <laughs> but yeah, there's something, I think it's been a long time since they even got, got, got close. Yeah. Like, has there been an FA Cup final since then? No. You did have a, oh. a loss on penalties, didn't you? To Everton. Was seven, Chelsea? We lost to Everton. Everton and semi-final. Ber- Berbatov yeah. kind of did the slowest penalty I've oh, ever seen. Oh, yeah. I'm Straight at the keeper. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh, it's it's always something we, we like, but you could no the whole point of this thing is you build momentum over the rounds and you just can't build that at all they've been so up one minute down the next that it's hard like we could have lost last night to Shrewsbury and no one would have been surprised West Ham could, I would have been could, kind of surprised I wouldn't do you know what it's, it's that kind of relegation zone league one yeah, United Mitchell are a couple of years away from that kind of scenario <laughs> yeah, exactly. no but if it, if it had happened in, in the past it would have been unthinkable now it's it's a small little doubt in the back of your mind every time they go and play and plastic fan over here it's not a plastic <laughs> fan it, 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 it's realism it, it's, I'm, I'm not expecting them to win every game every go, time uh, they go in go to Man City where they're playing all the good football yeah. get a cap in Stephen no <laughs> no uh, don't just, like blue just, <laughs> just a, a, a quick scan across the, the weekend fixtures um, West Ham Sunderland the return leg of the fixture that screwed us over about the week during the year when we were over oh, in the World yeah. Cup happier times happier times when we were over at the World Cup when we were st- Ireland was still winning in London just about to, to cheer England getting hammered by Australia I think that was the, that was, that was Southampton actually that was the same day wasn't yeah. it because Southampton playing Chelsea this week as well yeah, yeah. Um, so quick prediction West Ham Sunderland um, 
West Ham. Hammers comfortably. Yeah. Not comfortably. I think Sam has, has got Sunderland playing better. I think West Ham win definitely Payet's and Spires. Payet looks in incredible form. Yeah. 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 That yeah. free kick he's going to again. That alone. I think he's captain material this week for me in fantasy anyway. <laughs> um, Leicester v Norwich. I suppose this time last year people would have thought this could have been a relegation six pointer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Slightly different, yeah, just a bit. Still is for Norwich. Predictions: two 0 Leicester. You, yeah, you imagine Leicester bounce back. Yeah, cool. Um, and starts a nice run of fixtures for them as well. Those the three after tricky after ones. Like yeah, six points from those three games. They would have taken out a bit. Exactly. Southampton, Chelsea. As you said, uh, this is the the tricky one, isn't it? This is our yeah. So Southampton. Best defence in the league on form, don't. I think it's six games in a row now since Fraser Foster has come back. Yeah, he's yeah. what, 30 odd minutes away from a record? Something like that. Southampton record, I think. Southampton is a Premier League record. Is it Van der Sar? Czech. Is it? No, I thought Van der Sar beat it. It's Czech or Van der Sar? It's one of the other, I'm not sure which. Czech definitely had it with Chelsea. Maybe Van der Sar took it after him. So yeah, I'd fancy Chelsea to win that one, but. The majority ruled that this would be a draw. I'd I should have got Gaza in to make a decision. If you force you can me, ask him in yeah. Belfast. If that's, this won't happen in this one. <laughs> <laughs> the answer will still be as usual. Silent means draw. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you yeah, if you force me to bet that one of them had to win, I just tilt towards Chelsea because they're beginning to hit form. Mm-hmm. And then Kidding is first. He got them. Now, first you got them defending well, keeping kind of clean sheets, not not being beaten. Now I think they're gonna kick on and, uh, and close them. Out. Just oh, after they lost to PSG. Yeah, but in fairness, this, this is a completely different PSG, level. one of the best yeah. teams in Europe. In yeah. fairness, and that game was away from home. Yeah, good to get the way off them. And, and it looked reasonably solid. I mean, they got the same kind of result United did against Michelin, just uh, yeah. <laughs> slightly different levels sure. of opposition. Michelin, Paris, <laughs> you know. The hubs of uh, worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Paris and Mitchell. Paris and Mitchell. Um, Stoke v Villa. Villa lost to the under 21s recently. 3 0. 3 0. So they're not even the best team in their own club. In fairness, fair. though, their two best players play for the under 21s. Yeah, exactly. That's good. <laughs> kind of. I thought that. I thought. It's just an like, like, headline, though, isn't it? Their two players were like. I could play with this team <laughs> or I could play with them it's like see you later lads. Yeah, I think I'm going with these guys um, it has to be a Stoke win though is it? it should be you Stoke would, yeah. are very hit and miss at the moment but this could be the game they need to kind of bring it back to seem like it's coming back until they slip up again next week yeah definitely uh, Watford Bournemouth two teams doing better than expected this season yeah this is difficult to call I'd say if you'd asked 3-4 months ago you just said Watford all day long the goals aren't quite drying up for them, but then they're, they're hard to come by. Bournemouth are in a good run of form. They're away from home. I think they, they'll sneak a draw. I think Watford will nick it. Yeah, if if I remember it. correctly when I did my predictions. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Uh, West Brom v Palace. This seems like a pretty much a nothing game, doesn't it? Both sides are safe, both sides. Yeah, well, I think Palace are definitely going to have their eye on the FA Cup now that they're, they're safe in the league. Um, like neither sides are really in a relegation battle neither sides are challenging yeah. for anything you imagine like well, we're, I know well, we're only like two thirds of the way through the season this is like yeah this really is a dead rubber yeah. like already yeah. um, but Palace will probably want to get a bit of form like Adebayor another game under his belt if he's going to go on this little run for six months yeah. maybe fire them into it like a shock FA Cup semi-final maybe even a final then yeah, they're going to want to pick up the good, league form yeah they've got a good, a good draw um, but yeah I'm going for a draw for this game, but I think <laughs> is that what you're leading for? That's what I'm leading for. Nothing to play for. That just felt. That just felt like. <laughs> what do you think? I think goals, but yeah, draw. Nah, Palace win. Palace win. Cool. Um, then we come around to uh, Super Sunday. United Arsenal. Uh, another important game for Van Gaal. Steven. Every game is important for Van Gaal right now because his team are going from good performance, bad performance. Um, yeah, it's. I think if they don't win this. They're one hundred percent out of the top four race. I think realistically, it's very hard to close. That. I think it's six points to City and eight to the others. It's a big gap already, and if they don't win this, realistically, that's it. Done. Top four is gone. So yeah, a very big game for him. Bigger for Arsenal now after what happened tonight. And will United win? Will Van Gaal get that win? No. No, I don't think so. 
I don't think so. I, I think they're creating chances, but they're just not taking enough of them. When Depay is, is wasteful, when he, when he plays well, like he doesn't play well, he's, he's shocking. Um, <laughs> wasteful at best. Lingard is, is, is playing very well. Cameron Bartwick Jackson is playing well. He came up injured. He's not injured well. yet, so I'm, I'm kind of. Can't just go for change after Yeah, but they just. They have had a lot of injuries and they keep getting them. It's, as in, this is a prolonged 3 4 1 period where they're just. They're not. They don't have their first choice players. Rooney's mm-hmm. gone again. De Gea, hopefully back on Thursday. Um, I think Arsenal will have too much. Plus, they're going to have the extra. That turnaround is going to be big yeah. as well. United playing yeah, Thursday night. We're Thursday at home. At home so helps a bit. But, Arsenal but that you're playing in a match that's not. It gave me by any stretch. No. You have to go out and chase that match. You have to go and play a full team. Like, I'd say yeah. Van Gaal would have loved to have won 3 0 away from home and played the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. And lost 4 0. And lost 4 0. <laughs> 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 in the past, my lad had that luxury. We just, the last three seasons, we haven't had it. And it, it's it's it, it's where you, if you're able to put away first legs of ties in in, in Europe, yeah. it means then that you can rest your team. I wonder if you stood in the Champions League, have the last two games we already be through in, yeah. the, in the knockout stage. You'd have those, which means you have. So you get your 12 points. And you yeah. Can yeah, and it means you play, your first team play possibly five or six games less over a season. And that's, and that's important because. It, it's fatigue where you get a lot of these injuries from and if you look at teams in Europa League they notoriously have kind of a lot of injuries taken out of the season because their players just break down because they've played so many games yeah. um, last game in the Premiership Spurs-Swansea how do you see this? I think Spurs and Spurs good form yeah, Spurs yeah. especially a step towards the league especially, especially uh, after that win against City like they'll want to kick on yeah. and Swansea have None reach play for either. Are they in the relegation? Are they, they're still, are they looking over the shoulder? I think they're still looking over the shoulder. Yeah, I think they're fifth and bottom. Mm. So they're still involved. Um, in you'd, you'd imagine that there's teams below them that will... Like, there's three teams worse than them yes. that will go down, but they still have to get the points, we say. So the other thing is that because of Spurs have that game against Fiorentina, that is also a win that they have to put... Like, Would you say Spurs fans would rather... Unless Spurs league, like the league, the league run? Oh, uh, 100% they would, but... Like are are they really gonna go out of two cups in a week? That really would be a sign that they're going fully for the league. league. But I think it, it might, if if United beat Arsenal, let's say, big if, but big go if. On. But then Spurs have a have a chance to put down a marker against Swansea and go ahead. Oh, look, and yeah, the, the Spurs should feel the full strength team both days. Maybe two or three changes depending on on, on who comes out of Thursday's game. But you have to because, well, this is this is a, one of their best probably chances. their first chance in. 30-40 years of, of of league win you have to go for this and, and, so and even if they come you, up short and they get fourth place it's a successful, successful season, season yeah. for them yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. they don't want to be the team that gets caught by United if you do manage to string a run together do you think they ever thought that like it's just less of us keeping them away from the top at the moment yeah. uh, and then the cup final this weekend Chris how are you feeling for it quietly confident I think if if we can get another performance like we did when Klopp took us to the Etihad, we'll be doing okay. Yeah. Um, we seem to do better against the big teams. It's just a case of we're, we're in the same situation of playing Thursday. Yeah. And we need to get the result as well because I think for us, the gap is even further to fourth. So we, we're going to be looking at the Europa League if we're to have any chance of getting into the Champions League. Yeah, but you're going for a Liverpool win. Yeah, I'll, I'll always back my <laughs> team to get their job done. Chris has never not battled it. Really. <laughs> and... Like we we did well against City this year, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can yeah. do if we can multitask and get the the win on Thursday and Sunday, that'll be fantastic. And the neutrals' point of view? Well, I, I think as Chris said, they're very good against against bigger teams because the way Klopp has them set up to hit the team on counter attack. I don't think they've learned to lead games yet. I think that's something. It's having to see the two years agree. Well, no, I, I, it's that bonding time in the mountains yeah, exactly. we didn't know if we'd make it <laughs> car got stuck in a ditch it's like do we leave them now or will we give it one more push but it brought us closer together <laughs> too close um, and now it's over <laughs> no, but all joking aside I think City have been poor right, the last few weeks I think there's no other way of putting it if you'd say they got Pellegrini, no points Guardiola thing kind of yeah but <laughs> Pellegrini just doesn't give a fuck anymore did you see the thing on Twitter about it was like the Joker blowing up the hospital and walking away it was like this is Pellegrini leaving the Etihad now <laughs> I did see one and it was like it was like Pellegrini just sitting in a seat and it was like yeah and it was like, the question was like 
what happened? How did you concede five goals? And just the answer was, not my problem. Ask Pep. <laughs> so, yeah. sure. The other rumours going around there, obviously, it, it's most likely crazy, was that Guardiola might get the sack at Bayern because he's like announced this and they weren't happy. And he's not. The fact that they've blown a two-goal lead, if they went out of the Champions League, maybe like the league is pretty much sewn up, so why keep him? I also heard a thing that Guardiola, there was something about Guardiola saying that he might not go if they don't get fourth or something like that. If City don't finish in the top four. But apparently that's all bull as well. You have to... The only way I can see there being a problem is if City play Bayern in the last eight or the last four. I didn't even think Then it's going to be... There's going to be a conflict of interest. Well, realistically, yeah, because you've got a manager who's taking over the other team. Final, imagine. Yeah, but what happens? Like, realistically, there is a conflict here because... I don't think so. Like It's like when... Bayern played Dortmund and Goethe was going to Dortmund. Like no, he was, there was, there was he, real he, talk he was still cheering his team and the, like there was real talk Pep would want to get them with the medal. Like he's gonna to want to win the Champions League. He's not thinking he's about Yeah, he he's not thinking about I wanna win it for the team, I'm gonna manage next year. Like I wanna win for the team and manage Exactly. I don't see I don't see it as a conflict of interest personally. Okay. We'll see if uh, Pep throws <laughs> the Champions League final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so I was moving on from the football and uh, Six Nations back this weekend. So uh, although Ireland's hope winner is uh, gone, pretty much gone. Triple crown gone. There's a chance. There's a chance, but I suppose <laughs> yeah. it's pretty much over. It doesn't mean there won't be anything to play. Won't be nothing to play for. Nah, we'll play, there's uh, always something the to play for. We play England. Exactly yeah. the old enemy this weekend. Um, before looking ahead of these games though, then uh, you see the Irish Times today with uh, Jerry Thornley talked about player safety and how world rugby should clamp down on dangerous tackles. And you see this in the paper today? No, I didn't get time to read the paper today. I didn't see Thorny there, so no. Um, he's not the first this week, though. Um, O'Gara's come out and talked about it. it was, I think the Independent also had something similar talking about No, it wasn't. It was Stephen Jones, I think, in, yeah. the, in the Welsh papers, saying something very similar and raising one or two ideas, something like not having substitutes. So you have to be fit for 80 minutes. And as the game goes on, that you can't make the big tackles. Not having substitutes? Yeah. The logic behind it being that 40 50 minutes into a game, you don't have these. You don't have these 100 fit people yeah, coming, coming out in to run and, and hitting people and destroying them. That's and, the idea. And what happens if someone goes over on their ankle? No, you can have you, you can have injury substitutions. You can have, have a lot more people faking injury. Potentially, blood gate all over exactly, again. Exactly. Yeah. You know, have crutches though are, as well. Yeah, as <laughs> look, there are flaws to the idea, but the, but the logic is that you have more open game because as 60 goes 70 goes 75 minutes players are tired but, but it's all 15 as opposed to only being half because realistically only 8 players or 7 players play a full game anymore on each team mm. so and like I said you got big you have front big, rows are all gone yeah pretty standard mm-hmm. pretty much and then a couple of guys in the pack and then 2 backs maybe it's usually 5 forwards and 2 backs or yeah. scrum half so yeah I know there are a couple of ideas in the pipeline because I think it will come to a stage like American football where there's going to be well, A is going to be too many injuries and B the IRFU or the World Rugby will get sued and, and that will be pretty much changes very quickly mm. yeah I think what, what what they were talking about today was like Sexton suffered a late hit right in front of the ref yeah uh, France got away with that Kearney was hit high late both McCarthy um, yeah McCarthy so Kearney's out for the rest of the season with dislocated shoulder yeah. McCarthy's out for the rest of the season with concussion yeah. Um. So and then both both Carney and Sexton's instance, uh, warranted probably further a retrospective action. Yeah. So could could have been should have both yeah. been and France got away both just a warning. I thought the officials were awful in the game. I thought we had large periods of dominance where we should have put them away. We were punished for it when they had their their moment. They got to try. Yeah. I think like like you said, there was clear foul play by France that went unpunished, and then there was a deliberate knock on. That was given as a knock-on, but not a penalty. Yeah, there was an interesting point raised by RTE. I think it was yesterday, and against the head, talking about the World Rugby or Six Nations have purposely given this year's Six Nations to lesser qualified referees I was to train them up for twenty nineteen. Uh, yeah, literally. And, so what I was going to say, the two questions I have on the whole thing was, what can be done to protect the players further? So like. I know it's contact sport, but players' welfare is important. The likes of Sexton's in Sexton getting just knocked down. Well, the, the Kearney getting kind of the dislocated shoulder. 
There's nothing you can do to prevent those. There are things that are going to happen. But if the ref, you can punish them, though. Punish them. No, 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 of the course. TMO but could saying, have a word in the referee's ear. He's like, I'd like you to review this. Exactly. Yeah, no, but then, that because if, they're not going to stop those kind of things happening. You just they'll happen less often. Yeah, if, 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 you, if you punish the first one, the second one, third one are less likely to happen. Yeah. Well, the first France one, get, first France one France was a late tackle. The second one was a high tackle. That's like it, it's a bad tackle, but they're going to happen. There's high tackles all the time. If people take it, the, of the late tackle, the yellow card's given for because that's cynical. Yeah. Oh no, and that should then be they're less likely to do it again. Yeah, but he he would have known he was he was going to get booked for that. But he didn't. No, no, the fact that he didn't is is, is lucky. But he must have known he, that, he, that he was going to take a pot shot and more than likely he was going to get booked. And it still didn't affect him. So, how much of a terror is it? You can't send people off for those kind of things because, well, maybe you can. Well, maybe maybe, you can, maybe, maybe yeah, that's yeah. the idea, but it's... It's like what we talk about in football all the time about how if, when everyone surrounds the ref, if the ref was like yellow, 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 yellow and then did it again half an hour later and sent three players off, There'll be a bit of an uproar about it, but you but you know it wouldn't happen in the next game with the ref, yeah. because the manager would say don't do it. And I think that rugby in that regard is that they're far more likely to make those radical changes. Yeah, football are, are for whatever reason are terrified of making changes to give referees more power. I don't understand what what the reason is because you could stamp out a lot of things very quickly in football. If well, the vote that's happening kind of this Friday or what's meant to be happening if this Friday, happens, if it happens, <laughs> the FIFA election, um. All these things, they don't have any benefit for the candidates. Bringing that in is good for the fan, but it doesn't affect their ability to get votes, and that's all that matters in FIFA elections. So yeah, the, the popularity contest. One of the main candidates exactly, looking to increase the World Cup numbers to forty, which is purely just trying to win votes by offering smaller nations a place in the World and, Cup. And that, that's that's more what they're interested in than actually changes within the game, positive changes in the game and stuff. Yeah, and um, back to the rugby then. Uh, we were talking about the rest so on a slightly similar note and you brought it up there Stephen as well why is the best referee in the world only in charge of one game which is England France but you've said it's because they want to encourage or in yeah like you have to give up and coming talent in, in whether it be referees or, or actual players you have to give so, them so a chance these all lads who are refereeing in like the Pro 12 and in the Aviva Premiership as well but no it's not all of them this is but some of them I think some of them no it's the international level referees so like you're not bringing so this up. one was a South African who played the Ireland-France game wasn't it who refed the Ireland-France game yeah um, Pepper I think it's the Peepers um, he's been like he's done games, big games before he's not necessarily the well, one he wasn't very good that day no he, he was he was shocking but you look at even the best referees in, in World Rugby in the Australia-Scotland game Rook of quarter-final a terrible call so it's not you can make a bad call but still don't buy it I think it was a penalty any other examples <laughs> anyway fixtures anyway, this weekend Wales France on Friday night could be a classic it really so I've, I've been to a Wales France game in the Millennium Stadium in Six Nations it's unbelievable it, yeah I've been to Millennium Stadium twice or three times sorry um, so I've been there for a Wales game and, and that's something that I'd love to experience. So I went in roof close. It was against us. Roof close. Pyrotechnic show. How going on everything? It was just, and, and Wales blew them apart. Wales yeah. absolutely destroyed them. It's, I have a minute last year. It, it's a special stadium. Mm, you know, I think really is. we didn't see it roof open, but having the roof close really does make it. I imagine it's a huge difference because the, the noise that he's in. That was the thing I love. In almost any other stadium you go to, the noise eventually dissipates. But there's nowhere for it to go in that stadium and mm. really build the atmosphere. Um, Should Wales is a, I know Wales have won one draw and France have won two, but you'd have to give it to Wales, is would you? You would expect, yeah. but France have won two games playing badly. They have. Like, have yeah, they've got a knack for winning games ugly under the new management, which is a great sign, a great great thing to have in a team. But I think Wales at home. And, and if you look at you like, look at it that way, or you can look at it as they barely scraped by a poor Italian team. And then they beat an, an, an injury depleted Ireland team who didn't take their chances. You can look at it both ways, and I'd, I'd more look at it that way. I think the Welsh will have too much, much for them in Wales. I think in, in Paris, you never know, but at home, it should be reasonably comfortable for Wales. Cheer about uh, France picking a player in their squad. He wasn't eligible. And then was told a few hours later, he was eligible to play. Like, 
It's better to find out now than, than after you've played the forfeit the game, at least. True, but it always seems to be a bit of a circus around France but, in some way, doesn't it? I wasn't aware of that, to be fair. He played a sevens game. <laughs> sevens game, And yeah. that, that's qualified as yeah. a full international. There have been players who've switched over, though, from sevens, though. Is, I wonder, is that a new law? Is that why they've been cut out? Because I'm pretty certain there have been players playing sevens for one country who have subsequently switched. Was there a player, I, I'm not sure, that played with a couple of minutes, maybe once, in a friendly and then he was able to make he was able to play for a different nation because it wasn't a sanctioned friendly or something there was something like that I wish I had not to say with it yeah exactly <laughs> I thought there was something like that but obviously they're, they're probably getting stricter now I think so because so many people are taking advantage of these residency rules and it stuff. could have been because I remember a couple of years ago when Ireland played I think it was Fiji it was moved from Uviva to Thomond and the contract for the stadium was that every Irish game Every Irish test match had to be played in Uviva. That was part of, of the, the thing they signed. And so by moving it to Thoman, they had to call it a... Or they had to not stop calling it a test match. So anyone who played in that game didn't get a cap. So, so if that was three, your first cap... Yeah, so three or four players in the Irish setup, I think, who only ever played that game, who don't get test caps because it was moved to Thoman and they don't get a cap because it wasn't the reason the monster screwed them so over. In that... In that <laughs> <laughs> but maybe it's, it's something like that. Um... Like I said, I think he said Mateo had one cap, was it? Yeah. Came on for a few minutes, that was <laughs> it. Came on at the end, yeah. Um, the next game on Saturday, the first game on Saturday, Italy v Scotland. Is this another wooden spoon? I think Scotland Possibly. probably to get the win. To get the win. I think so. Away in Italy. They, uh, they look good against England. They were always within... Touching this how, how many points did uh, they stay within England within, within six rugby yeah. Glenn <laughs> um, and then against Wales like they, they weren't bad um, so yeah I, I think they should beat Italy but then again you never know yeah personally and I've no idea why but every year this game tends to be an enjoyable experience it's always a fun game to watch because it's like I said for both of them it's usually like the there's only chance they have to win yeah, a match. So. It's generally it's only one it almost seems like it's like a 28-24 game and it's always something going on at the end of the game yeah. and stuff. It, it's frequently one of the best games of the whole tournament because, like I said, it, this is their, it's, it's like watching the World Cup when you had teams like George and Tonga who they peak for the, for this game or, or for that tournament and they're, they target the, the third place in the group to get back to the World Cup next time. But those games their sole focus is those and it means everything to them I think this for Scotland they'd be hoping to have more than one win this year but they have to win this game mm-hmm. if they lose again I think it's is it 11 consecutive losses in the Six Nations it'll be two years for another win still looking for Scotland has no one yet yeah. so this is huge for them whereas Italy they have the respect from, from almost beating France and playing pretty well against England for the first 60 minutes if they lose it isn't the end of the world because they expect or people expect them to lose which is kind of conversely why they might actually win this the game the late game on Saturday then England home against Ireland so as we said even though our chances are pretty much over we still want to win this one absolutely like, I think if you were offered at the start of every Six Nations you could only win one game yeah, we'd always be picking the England game yeah definitely but more injury worries for Ireland so McCarthy Carney O'Brien all out as well like Pain possibly. Pain possibly as well, but that could be McCluskey stepping up. Would he go straight in? I think so. Who else would go in? There you go. <laughs> no, he could make case for bringing Earls in there because he's more experienced. Trimble. Trimble inside. Yeah. I, I think. I think. I think that keep Trimble on the wing, and then McCluskey's bigger than Earls, and England have a few big players. Mm-hmm. Madden. He got caught straight. I wouldn't fancy game. him starting. No, I'd, I'd, I'd personally go from if Payne isn't playing, I'd stick McCluskey in there. He's a big boy. He's if you're debuting picking him, it's a big call. We could really do with Payne being fit. Yeah, <laughs> let's just yeah. put it like that. <laughs> um, Payne sent a partner at Ireland. Just briefly touching this is uh, the the biggest secret has finally been revealed. He's gone to Leinster. Really. He's going yeah. to Leinster. Yeah, he's right. Wow. Talk of him going to Where'd China, but uh, <laughs> he managed to pull it off. Yeah, he pulled it off in the end. Um, wow. Yeah, so <laughs> no surprise there, really. Um, and then one of actually, um, so a few a few guys, Healy, Ross, Foley, Murphy, Gilroy, all called up to the Irish squad this week as well. So Healy is one of the guys who signed a new deal with Leinster as well. Oh, 
myself and Chris talking away over here as well but yeah. his last big deal depending on how it goes but he's going to be 31 when he's finished what we're saying though is, 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 his is, last big deal yeah. he, but if he's on let's say he's on four or five hundred thousand right now he would have taken a pay cut I think I think he would have had to ok let's say he's on 350 oh, yeah. right at the age of 31 he could probably get 350 in France though proper 31 he's so, so he could probably, probably stay on that sort of money yeah but I, I'd say some people have a, a more of a tendency to go abroad I never got the feeling with Keane Healy he would have been happy to to uproot and go about for a couple of years. I think he's someone who I, I thought would have wanted to stay more in Ireland. Hmm. So I thought, thought Heaslip was going to be one that would have gone. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't. Open up a bear restaurant in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maybe the competition though with Standard is another reason he wanted to stay. Try and hold on to that Irish jersey a little bit longer. Because if he, if he yeah. had gone then could you imagine, yeah, exactly. Um, still seems to be good some strength and depth in the squad though I know it's been pulled to his limits at the moment definitely needed but, yeah. but when if, if and when everyone's fit there's a good squad to choose from there well, there really is and if you look even beneath those like you said Ringrose hasn't, hasn't played a game yet for us Healy from Connacht hasn't played a game yet for Oster us Oster lads are struggling yeah. Gilroy is, is struggling to get in Gilroy's trying at the weekend was superb um, so we have a huge strength and depth especially in the back country of Bundyaki coming through I think it was the next year he qualifies mm-hmm. so I think we, we talked this before that there is a very good strength in depth now but the frontline players we still need them because do, yeah. mm. strength in depth is good it means we have a lot of players at a similar level if they go down but we still need our four or five players to be fit our best players to be fit in order to compete you saw happened in the World Cup when, exactly. when O'Connell was and gone when O'Mahony was gone all this sort of stuff yeah and we don't have that strength in depth we don't have 20 world class players we have New Zealand. even New Zealand yeah. would struggle if they lost those amount of play- first so, team players people have said that imagine imagine you took out let's say Kieran Reid Richie McCaw Dan Carter and uh, let's say Savea from, from there from their squad now they'd, they'd probably still put a, it would be a lot closer they you. would have come second as well as the first in the World Cup that's the difference maybe they would have been beaten by Australia in the final five. may have been beaten by South Africa in the, like that was a close game as well it was if you, if you that took wasn't all close. those players out there was no stage in that game where you really felt worried whereas when Australia got, got the two tries back in a row there was, there was a five minute period there where up until the drop goal there was potential um, yeah like I said for us it means going from maybe third four best in the world to six seven best in the world mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened against Argentina we would have been on a far kind of like if we played if we played them with the full squad I'd be Confident we would we could we could beat them. Having watched them in the World Cup, I it would have been an incredible. It would it could have been, been, been one of the best games in the tournament. Yeah, um, I said obviously going fourteen 0 down or seventeen 0 down kind of blew it for us. Didn't really that wouldn't have happened, I don't think, with the players. So, but yeah, we have to have those top players fit, and as we talked about earlier, is that we have to look after them because we seem I mean, maybe I'm wrong, maybe, but it seems we hit more injuries to our big players than other teams. It might be just a coincidence, or, but it happens too often to be a coincidence. I think. It could yeah. just be that we're more aware of them. I don't know. Like, like, have you? Do we ever hear of Wales losing four of their best players? Half penny. Our like, players do tend to be smaller no, than no, the no, nations no, we no, play against, which I mean. is. I do think there is something in in in, in yes. Yeah, so Wales, like, in, if you look at our best player, like obviously Paul O'Connell's up there, but our our best player is considered to be Brian O'Driscoll. Yeah. He's quite small. Like quite if you look, you look at the players he played against, like Nanu and Umaga, and um, even put him against the, the, the Wales. Bastero, like yeah. he's put his body on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. These are like some of them are close to a foot tall, not quite, but like half well, a foot taller you, than you've them. Got definitely, still got five ten, five eleven. You've got six six guys running at you. No, no, so it, like it, he's putting his it, body on the line. Like these big people running at him. Yeah. It's obviously going to take a toll. Whereas, like Jamie Roberts, he has his injury problems, but he's a big physical presence. Like, there's not too many men bigger than him that are running at him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're gonna have you're gonna have like like Fra- Francie Wales. You're gonna have two lots of big guys running at each other essentially for eighty minutes as well. Um, but predictions, Ireland England. I don't like this, but England at home. Within a score, six points. Ireland by one. By one, an unnamed player to recreate that Shane Horgan try in the corner. <laughs> Sexton 
Cross heel kick. I don't care who it is. <laughs> that long arm stretching out to get us the win. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave with Chris here. I'm just going for an island. I have to go for an island win. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're, you're allowed back against your team if you honestly no, think no, that. No, no, no. Go back to City. No. Go back to City. <laughs> in, in our predictions every week, every week I just pick the United win. <laughs> Blindly. But, but you know they can't win 38 games in the season. Well, I'm still beating you. Yeah, but <laughs> at this stage, <laughs> like they, teams. they've already lost, so they could win the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, moving on to some uh, UFC, we've got a fair bit to talk about in the UFC today. Mm. Um, the big breaking news today, Chris. Yeah, unfortunately, RDA is pulled out of the, the fight with Connor. Broken toe, broken foot. Broken one? foot, apparently. He is the third or the fourth. Fighter to pull out of the UFC about O'Connor. Four, four, four. One wasn't so important, but three main events of with Cole Miller, Aldo, and now RDA. It's just horrible timing with under two weeks to go. Or is it fear? (laughs) (laughs) He just started kicking the table when he realised how close (laughs) it was getting. Um, So it's kind of. Wait, waiting to see if an, a replacement is called up. But there's no shortage of people offering. I see <laughs> all of them looking for the payday. Yeah. Um, front runners, Cowboy Cerrone, who had got two back. Ca- to, yeah, two Cowboys fighting. Last he year. got back to win away. Yeah, he got a, a nice submission win in the first round. Didn't take too much punishment, so he's in fighting shape. Um, you've got Pettis looking for the fight, but he's coming off a couple of losses, and then Diaz obviously who's had the the back and forth a little bit with Connor and he's obviously a big fan favourite um, it'll be interesting to see what way the UFC go there's obviously the dreamers out there they know Robbie Lawler hasn't got a fight booked but they're, they're not doing that on two weeks notice so yeah, no. that's just not going to happen you love his fights don't you Chris I do <laughs> that would be your dream fight wouldn't it well the, the rumours were going around and they seemed ridiculous when you heard them first that like Connor was going to beat RDA and then he was going to fight Lawler at 200 for the welterweight title. Yeah. Which sounded absolutely ridiculous a few months ago. Then you think about it and then... It's ridiculous from a, from a, from his point of view, but from a UFC point of view, it is the biggest fight they could put on at 200. And then you think about it, like there's only two inches of, in the height difference. I think they've got the same reach. So it's not really a David versus Goliath. Like Connor walks around at 180, so... He'd still be cutting to make one seventy, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I said, it's it's most. I'd say if I had to guess, it would probably be Cerrone, because they've got the whole kind of the tour they did, and Connor was giving them. Well, Connor yeah. pretty much slagged everyone who was on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> but it would it would have been Cerrone was fighting this weekend anyway. Had he not lost to RDA, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that that's the one they they feel but only yeah. time will tell yeah do you think you'll find out in the next like, 24 48 hours I'd expect so I mean there's less than two weeks to go to the fight so they have to build it up yeah unless they kind of know but there's no reason why they would make a change do you think they have contingency yet. plans like this set up I think they are aware that the problem can happen but I don't get the feeling for this one they have I think they did when Conor fought Aldo because mm-hmm. I think they had a, an event on the night before so they had Mendez and Edgar fighting like two in the Ready same way yeah. so anything happened to either one then Frankie was going to step up Yeah, but yeah for this one I, I think it came out of left field I don't think anyone is expecting an injury so yeah. because the thing is because they're so far behind us it's only 2 o'clock in the afternoon right now so there's still a lot of time to left today we won't hear about it until tomorrow but you said two weeks notice it's very short anyway there's no reason that they might tell the fighter now to tomorrow but they have to have someone in line by today. You'd think so. You'd think they've, well, they've had plenty of offers that are probably weighing up. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, an update on this uh, drug news that we've been talking about. Stephen, this is your Steven, baby, isn't Steven, it? you love this, you do. Gold Romero, innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, well, <laughs> it looks yeah. like there could be some something in that. So yeah, that the latest thing that I heard was the A test... There was, he tested positive. Yeah. Same with the B. He then had supplements that he was taking tested, which were proved to be contaminated, which means that he was taking something, but that was, it was a legal thing that was contaminated, which makes it... The question is, 
how they're contaminated is it him post failing test or <laughs> is, is as in if it's a batch of a drug that he has that somebody else in the world has that has the same problem then well, well, well that's the, that's the thing what does that, that mean uh, like, apparently he tested supplements are very loosely regulated as in like you can pretty much sell anything over the counter yeah but that's what I mean as in if he's bought something that's on paper meant to not contain this and he can go back and sue obviously the money is, is, is separate but will they grant him a stay of, of, of execution maybe or? not I, it, will, it could still boil down to it's your responsibility and then but the flip side of that is like if he does if he's knowingly taking something that he's allowed to take turns out to have something else in it then it shouldn't yeah. be his fault but then that's but then, but he's obviously failed a test so you like if you, if you take it just kind of bluntly he failed his drug test he's really bad but is there a scope for him as in I've no idea like this this seems like a really bizarre one like he's obviously he's fighting his corner it seems like he may have some kind of grounds here but at the end of the day it could, could be dragged out for a year in which case his ban is put put back to which time like after a year they say right you would have got a year ban you're okay to fight now yes. he's lost a year of his career he's lost his shot at the title and, and he's, he's 38 right now yeah he can't afford that which is his problem Just, you, you get the feeling there's more to come with this one like this. <laughs> it's not the last we've heard of I it. wouldn't say so um, UFC event this weekend Chris yep a UFC in England it's Bisbon against a former long time champion Anderson the Spider Silva um, I suppose it's Anderson it's Anderson's first fight since his his suspension himself <laughs> and Bisbon long time contender looking to finally get a title shot some people think if he gets the win he may get the, the shot I think it depends on who the champ is he did fight Rockhold once and it wasn't that close Rockhold beat him pretty convincingly so it's a chance for Bisman I suppose to cement his legacy like to take out one of the best of all time mm-hmm. and if he's not the best anymore exactly <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, one of those, like, it's still going to be a home crowd he's still going to be taking on the legend and I'm not too sure he'll get a title fight from it but if he wins you never know he is a very marketable fighter so it's, it's going to put him in a good position and he is unfortunate in that everyone he has lost to has either been on TRT or failed a drugs test except <laughs> Tim Kennedy <laughs> so like he, he has got has lost somebody who's yeah exactly <laughs> Joel Romero <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you can see how like a lot of people consider him to be the greatest ever fighter to never fight for a title in the UFC mm-hmm. he's definitely up there it's really it's really harsh when you look at that like he's he's lost to Vitor Belfort and I, I think Rockhold actually in fairness he's lost to two sorry he lost to Rockhold who hasn't failed the drug test and he's lost to Tim Kennedy mm-hmm. the other ones have all tested even the ones he's beaten have tested positive for something <laughs> so you can understand his frustration yeah but he, he has got that kind of the tag of being a nearly man mm-hmm. kind of se- semi finals all the time yeah yeah um, what's his did I read something about kind of the UFC being shown on BBC that announced today yeah yeah. I think they've got rights to show some UFC fight nights have they got the rights to this one I don't it, know if it's that soon it, it was announced today so. it might well be because, because it's it, it in London and, I mean, yeah. that, that would be nice because, because it's in London as well so that's yeah. why I think that would, that would be great that, that's why they, they announced it today because there's a fight on in London this weekend that would be fantastic because it's currently a fight pass only otherwise you have to wait till Monday to see it in Ireland <laughs> yeah no. So, so check that out I think, I think it might actually be this could be the first one of it because it makes sense doing it in London doing all that yeah well, I think that that's why Ireland or TV3 got to, to show the fight night in the, the point or mm-hmm. the three arena so mm-hmm. wouldn't be surprised if there was a local deal done yeah because that was a fight pass only one as well I it? don't think this is a one off no, no, I think this is BBC have signed an agreement with you. Yeah, so that could be something similar to the Irish one, then. So it, it could be fight nights as opposed to fight pass cards. But I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, just before we wrap up the UFC, uh, the Kimbo fight. Yeah. If you want to call it. The spectacle. The spectacle. <laughs> um, so I, I saw the highlights of this one on, on Saturday morning. It wasn't one I was eagerly anticipating. Yeah, I suppose they had the co-main and the main. I suppose a, a combined age 
of almost a hundred per per bout. <laughs> Definitely in in the coma and was the shamrock was forty nine and Hoist Gracie fifty. Um, but yeah, that that main event, I think the problem with it was that it lasted as long as it did. Like there were two kind of street fighters, so everyone thought like a couple of minutes, and one of them was gonna knock the other one out. Yeah. But this lasted what thirty or thirteen minutes or so before Dada finally collapsed uh, through Did, exhaustion. Yeah, didn't didn't even get hit on the way down. Just was a cardiac arrest. He yeah, he suffered that in the arena, and then there was like tweets going out the day later saying he was fine. He was with family, but I was like just listening to the MMA hour this evening and. Ariel Hawani saying like Bellator haven't actually given any updates since then and like no one really knows like what happened or how he is yeah. just this kind of initial announcement that oh he's fine now scary isn't so it it is but like you said it's, it's, it's similar to boxing where you have the, the Holyfield and the Frank Bruno recently coming back someone has to be in, in their corner telling them enough is enough you reach an age where it is physically dangerous like even more so obviously it's, it's fighting but you're, you're, you're taking on too much risk and you'd imagine there's someone in, in, their, in their corner of their camp who's, who should be able to go stop fighting you can make your money another way yeah because people are dying like I know it's it, it was separate but the, the was that Korean the last month or two months ago who, who died the, the weight after not making the weight mm-hmm. and yeah like you're putting huge stress on your body and he was early 20s so even like, like Johnny Hendricks like a former welterweight champion ended up in hospital because he tried to cut too much weight and he ended up with kidney problems yeah and then former UFC champion died like um, 44 I think yeah. it was like it, it's a hugely dangerous sport on, on your body while you're fighting but also afterwards so you should really be doing like, like 49 and 50 for the, for the Shamrock fight it's it's too much it I really is it, 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 it's it's too much risk to be taking on. There's obviously whatever regulations in place, but once you pass the medical, I don't think there's any kind of age grounds. I and the problem with those kind of fighters is they're kind of legends or pioneers. So like people are gonna pay. Like I think it's Bellator's record viewing numbers they had for this, even though like it's not their best fighters by any stretch. Yeah. It was two of their most famous guys that people are gonna tune in to watch, mm-hmm. even though it turns out to be like it was on Friday. Well, you look at um, like. Silver, you- Alison Silva now you'd imagine he might go the same way and it's like when, when you're while you're up there and when you're coming back down it's difficult to stop then but when you've got to the stage where you know you're not competing at the level you were at you have to stop it's pretty much GSP is the one that stands out the, the one who got away as the champ I mean somehow I thought he, he was well beaten in that last fight against Hendricks but he got the win and you walked away and so far he has stayed away but very few can so can leave it exactly mm-hmm. and there's always the rumours that he's coming back yeah like even when Roy McDonald was over here for a Q&A before the, the Dublin card he kind of let a little hint go like he's saying like don't read anything into it like, keep it in your pants but like he pretty much said that GSP would come back for a super fight and not for the title yeah. which even if they've had that kind of conversation it implies that it's still there in his thoughts there, there's a thought of him yeah and like obviously the longer he leaves it the, the harder it's going to be but very good. Um, so that's it for another week. But before we wrap it up, um, we have to answer this question of the week. Yeah. Um, you both look pretty confident there. I I have three. I don't know if you only need that. No, I didn't. I, I have three low scores. I think two of them are correct. And the third one's a bit of a guess. And and how you? Oh, I also have three. And how <laughs> I, I've been kind of thinking about it like while I've not been talking so <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like, so I think yeah. I've got them in the background but uh, yeah you, you can confirm it for me Is it who wants to go first well whoever goes first gets the points I imagine so I'll, I'll go, go first, first. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, Saul Campbell yeah Etu and um, Abadal Juliano Belletti and who you go for Saul Campbell Saul Campbell Etu and Juliano Belletti all three for Stephen. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Two out of three, not bad, not bad. Um, yeah, yeah that, that was no, that, that was the one. It was Eto was the one I wasn't sure about. It was Campbell, I remember. So did you get Eto from me? No, I had Eto, but I wasn't sure. <laughs> he was the one I, I wasn't sure about when you said I don't like Grant. Oh, controversy here. This is this is why I say it has to be somebody to do it. 
I better not do a multiple choice one like that anymore. Get it right from them, either. I'm calling that to all. <laughs> um, I suppose, just before we go, the, our bet of the week this week as well, we've gone for West Ham at 5-6, to six, Leicester at 8-15, Stoke at 4-6, to six, Tottenham at 4-9, to nine, and then we've gone for a draw between Southampton and Chelsea at 9-4, to four, which Chris does not entirely agree, agree with. <laughs> I'll agree with if it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Tenor will pay out 220 quid on that, so 220 quid each. That won't be too bad. We pay for the first 27 rounds we haven't won yet. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Gary said they were on him. <laughs> I, I think this will just pay for a. I, I'm looking at just towards Belfast now, <laughs> uh, and a win will just kind of cover that. Um, yeah, that's it for another week. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Uh, it is an exciting week of football ahead, though. We have Champions League tonight, Champions League tomorrow. We actually care about the Europa League this week as well. <laughs> uh, we've got Rugby Friday and Saturday. We've got an actual Super Sunday as well on Sunday with like United Arsenal. We've got the Car- Carling Cup final. Um, enjoy it all. Cheers, lads. We will. Thank you. Take it easy. Now get up one more round. Don't fight this guy hard. Come on. Come on. He's no machine. I can hear no bell. Get up, you son of a bitch! It's making love. Don't tell me! I didn't hear no bell. Come, 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 come. One more round. <laughs>